Laurel Rutledge here, and I've got a question for you. Are you sitting trying to decide what it is you need to do so that you are not dreading going to work every Sunday night? Well, join me on February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, and I've got the five things you need to do so you will be able to sleep on Sunday night going forward. Take it from somebody who didn't sleep on a Sunday night for five years, you do have a choice and there are things you can do to get you there. And I want to give all of that information to you. February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And I'm going to share everything I know with you to help you get where you want to be. I'll see you there. Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge. And this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, We're going to talk about picking battles, but in the context of surrendering and being in flow. And there's a reason that this came up this week, uh, which was ironic given the week that we're starting. This is actually the start of um, Black History Month. And so there's an interesting situation that happened with me on Sunday. And uh, I'll talk about that in the context of, of picking your battles here shortly. But I want to start with this connection of how we respond to things and surrendering, surrendering to the flow, because that's still the thing we're thinking about in 2021, surrendering to the flow. Now, it's important to remember that surrendering doesn't mean giving up. And surrendering doesn't always mean just remaining silent, just to remain silent. However, silence is a big piece of surrender, right? Silence is that space where you just breathe, No, you don't just think, but you feel what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What messages am I hearing? How do I stay in flow? Make sure I'm staying on plan and on progress, but enable myself to move with the current as necessary. And it's important to have some silence or to remain silent and find those quiet times in order for you to really hear what am I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to go? Am I still in flow? Am I still moving towards my goal and towards the, the thing that I said I wanted, staying in my purpose. That kind of silence is purposeful silence. That kind of silence is a silence that lets you hear what is not necessarily said. It lets you think deeper. It lets you feel. And for those of us who are overthinkers, the feeling part is the most critical and most valuable part of remaining in silence, intentional silence, not just being still, but intentionally being still and listening and connecting with what it is that you're really trying to do. And here's the rub. The other side of silence and being still is what Desmond Tutu said, which is if you are neutral, read silent, in the face of injustice, then you have chosen the side of the oppressor. I will take that in context and say the other piece of silence is the thing that we often say is silence is consent. If something is going on and it's wrong or you don't agree and you say nothing, then your silence can be taken as agreement. Your silence can be taken as consent to whatever the thing is. But the thing about silence 
is we often, when faced with, with decisions or with situations, we have really quick timing to choose how we're going to respond. And we do get a choice. We all have choices in how we can respond. We can't control everything that happens to us, but we can control our response to those. And sometimes our response of choice is silence. But you have to be really honest with yourself about why you're being silent. Are you being silent because there's just nothing to say? You agree completely, everything's good. Are you being silent because you're not quite sure and you need more information and what you really need to do is ask more questions. So you're, you may be waiting to see if you can jump in somewhere and ask questions. Um, and if that's the kind of silence you're talking about, cause you need more information, make sure you ask for that information. Cause again, in certain situations, silence can be deemed as consent. Are you silent because you're afraid of going against the grain? And that is something you definitely need to address and understand about your environment and your situation. Or are you remaining silent because you are in such dissent or such anger or such irritation that you are trying to manage your response, that you're trying to make sure that your response will be heard? So are you trying to decide whether you're going to say, okay, now help me understand how you got to that versus that is absolutely insane. I cannot believe you actually said that because that is a battle that I for one have often. Am I really going to tell people what I think? Or am I going to be a Texan and say, bless your heart? And depending on the tone of that bless your heart, I think we all will know what it means. But that silence is the one I really want to talk about. That silence of picking your battles, because when you're surrendering to the flow and you're being in flow and you're trying to decide where you're going to go, there are going to be things that you have to battle and you need to pick the battles you want to fight. And that's something that happens in everyday life, whether you are talking about your personal life or whether you're talking about your professional life. There are battles that you're going to have to fight and you have to just decide how and if you want to fight them. So that brings me to what brought this on this time. We have seen so much through 2020, actually through the last four years. Um, and the last four years just brought it to the forefront. So we can't blame the last four years for everything that's gone on. This stuff has been dormant for a long time. It just really got public in the last four years. And we're still seeing some of this continue, this situation where, you know, a grown woman is walking behind a child, goading them into responding to her, taunting them, harassing them. We talked about it years and years ago, and it still happens, the cat calls and the whistles. And how are you going to respond to that when women are, are walking and walking alone? maybe dressed a certain way or not dressed a certain way. Apparently, sometimes it just doesn't matter. And then there's that goading that is physical intimidation. Someone standing over you, lording over you, getting really close to you, getting in your face, so to speak. And we have to decide in those moments how we're going to fight those battles. We have to pick the battles we're going to fight and those that we're going to let go. And this is where kind of that surrendering and that silence sometimes can be misinterpreted. It's why I posted what I posted yesterday, that that decision not to fight, to walk away, can sometimes be seen as either a sign of weakness or admission of defeat. But appearances can be deceiving. So what happened this weekend is, as I put out content and, and connect with all of you, and I'm having a great time doing it, so hopefully this, this is really resonating with you as well, is I got a, an Instagram message. Someone I didn't know, someone I'm not connected to, 
didn't even know this person existed because there are billions of people on the earth and we don't know everybody. And it came through, you know, direct message. And so if you get a direct message and somebody you're not connected to, it has the little request thing and then you can go and see what it is. And the message from this person named Andrew Kramer with a K said, white people will always be better than blacks. That's all it said, in caps. I don't know this person, never seen this person. This person doesn't follow me to my knowledge. Nothing, just random. Now, my first response was, oh my gosh, I can't believe somebody just sent that to me. What did I do to deserve that? My second response was, is he serious? And my third response was, I don't think he knows who he's dealing with because it is dangerous to mistake my kindness for weakness. And I went through all of that in the space of about five seconds. And then I thought, okay, surrender into the flow. Just breathe and let's make a conscientious decision about how we're gonna deal with this. And the reality of today is people can use social media to say a lot of stuff and do a lot of things as we've, as we've seen with this cover of anonymity. And so who knows if this kid's name is really Andrew Kramer? Who knows if it's really a person? It could be a bot, there's so much stuff going on. And as I really sat calmly and decided what I wanted to do, I just said, you know what? All of that is true. This could just be nothing. The other thing that I had to think through is often when those kind of things happen, our response actually gives more credence or can give more credence or more airtime to something that is just absolutely asinine or irrelevant. Why would I give more airtime to this person? Why would I engage in dialogue with this individual who has clearly shown through his rhetoric about where his position is and it's not my job to educate this person? It's just not. And more importantly, there is real work to be done and there are amazing people in this world who are all trying to do good work, to live purpose, to make sure that people aren't in pain, to help people transform their careers and transform their leadership so that we can do great work. That whether they're in corporations or whether they're in nonprofits or wherever they are, they are really making an impact on the world, however that is. And we all have bias and we all have issues and we all have challenges, yet how we engage with people is a choice. And so when I talk about picking your battles, I use that example to say, I went through that roller coaster. Now it was quick. It was five, 10 seconds, sent it to some girlfriends who loved them. They were like, oh, no, put him on blast. Here's what we're gonna do. I mean, it was all hands on deck. And I loved it because it was like the village just surrounded me and said, no, we got this, right? And then at the end, they all also went through the same thing and said, you know what? That's probably a bot, just don't even. Now I did report the person. Who knows if they're gonna do anything, but I did report the person. I have not yet decided whether or not I'm gonna put them on bigger blast than this podcast, um, because I might. But the bigger issue is for you guys, as you think through how all of this stuff works and how you are surrendering to the flow, staying in your process, and yet understanding what battles you need to fight, make a conscious effort to make a decision and understand, on the one hand, silence can be deemed consent, Silence can also be deemed as consent to defeat. 
And depending on who you are, where you are, what the environment is, what the situation is, your response can also be seen as going into battle or more than just dissent, but absolute disagreement and rancor and failure to fall in line. So picking battles is a lot of mental consternation around what do I really intend to impact with this? What difference am I trying to make? What am I willing to do to make that impact? And in making that impact and in responding to this situation, am I open enough to be able to hear and understand some information that I didn't hear in the first place? Because depending on what the situation is, what the statement was, it could be that the statement or the words that were used, because words matter, that the words that were used somehow set you off or, or triggered you and you didn't necessarily hear context or you didn't necessarily hear what was going on. Now, let me put a little caveat on that. That is not to justify those people who say things intentionally, that kind of passive aggressive, I'm gonna say this ugly thing, but when somebody calls me on it, I'm gonna say, that's not what I meant, you just took it out of context. That's not what I'm saying. Because see, that's not true. If you're going to have an opinion and a perspective and you're gonna say things to people, own what you're saying. Own your perspective, own your opinion, own your words. And when somebody brings those words back to you and calls you on the carpet about your statements, don't back down then because you said them. You may want to apologize for them if they were wrong or misconstrued or what have you, because sometimes we really do say things that are misinterpreted and we want to clarify that. But there are often times when we are saying exactly what we mean and we're saying it in a way that is passive aggressive and kind of we're smiling while we say something ugly. We know exactly what we meant. And when somebody calls us on it, we want to pretend we didn't. That is out of integrity. That is not being honest. That is not being truthful. But we want to be able to pick our battles when we go toe to toe with someone on things where we disagree. You don't have to be disagreeable when you disagree, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg said. You can disagree without being disagreeable. And I think Margaret Thatcher may have said that too. It is important to be really clear on what it is you heard and what your response is going to be to that. And often, if something strikes me as, oh, wait, that's not right. I have reached a point in my life and in my career that I will first say, okay, now here's what I heard. Did I understand what you said correctly? I do that a lot with customer service right now. Because if one thing can move me from zero to 400 in about two seconds, it is bad customer service. And so I've reached now the point where instead of me getting my blood pressure up, I say, wait, let me make sure I understand what you just told me before I lose my mind. So going into this week, going into this continued move to surrender to the flow, this still crazy times because there are still battles to fight. The battle is not over. We are still in the midst of trying to bring things back to some semblance, some semblance of an ability to collaborate and to be conscientious about what we say and what we do and to at least so show some level of civility and respect to people because we don't have to have the same perspectives, but we do have to show some level of respect. And so in doing that, we are going to have lots of battles that are coming up. 
as you move through your career, as you decide you're gonna take that promotion, as you figure out who you're gonna put on your team or who you're moving off your team or what projects are gonna be happening, you are going to have battles that you fight professionally. And your job is to decide if and how you're going to fight those to achieve the outcome you're trying to achieve. And that starts with understanding what the outcome is that you're wanting, being really clear on that and then having a plan and then responding, but being in flow enough so that if you don't get the response you thought, you can adjust quickly. So go into this week, think really quickly and clearly and deeply about the battles you wanna pick. Sit comfortably in silence to surrender to the flow. Those overthinkers, we need that time. Don't just think it, feel it. Where are you supposed to be? And when you get that crazy direct message, before you just immediately respond, think about potentially just remaining silent. Remaining silent. Because not every statement, not every action needs or deserves your attention or your response. Manage your energy, manage your perspective, surrender to your flow because you get to control your response. And that's the Rutledge perspective for this week. I am pulling for you in these battles that we're all gonna be fighting because there's always a battle. Some are easier than others, but I'm pulling for you in your battles this week. Let me know what you think. Is there something that has happened to you and you've had a great response and you've been able to push through that or see something different because your battle and how you fought it may be a big help to someone else. Have a fantastic rest of your week and we'll catch you next time. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutler's Perspective podcast, please pass it along. <laughs>